Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 181, part one of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for being here. Again, before I introduce today's guest, I want to get to a review. This one is from Vacay Shane. The subject of this interview is They Be Quick, but they're crammed with great stories. Vacay Shane says, It's great to hear such a variety of stories and backgrounds from design vets to newcomers. Dave does a great job with keeping each interview super conversational, where it feels like you're at a coffee table with them. Lots of great insights in each episode, definitely worth subscribing to. Vacation, thank you so much for leaving that review. I really appreciate you listening to the show and for taking the time out of your day to leave a review. So today's guests are Cynthia and Ben from Chalk and Brush, super talented artists and muralists and designers out of Miami, Florida. During part one of this interview, we talk about the formation, the creation of Chalk and Brush, where it came from, and how Cynthia and Ben came from completely different backgrounds to form Chalk and Brush and how that all came together. Cynthia then shares with us the first Chalk project that she ever got and how and why and what she thinks when she looks back on it now. Cynthia also tells us about the Cuban magazine that really influenced her. And then Ben tells us about some of the early influences in his career and the story of his career journey to get where he is. Cynthia and Ben then tell us about the Starbucks project that they were a part of that turned into printed canvases and what that means to them today. Then I'm going to pause it until part two, which comes out tomorrow, the nitty gritty stuff. So let's get to part one, the intro, the story, the beginning. Ladies and gentlemen, Cynthia and Ben from Chalk and Brush. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Chalk and brush, good morning. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Hey, no, I'm super glad you guys can make the time and your schedule here. So, um, are you ready for a quickie? Absolutely. <laughs> Always. We're married and we run a business together. So, quickie's <laughs> name. Perfect. That is the name of the game. So, I like to start with the hardest question first. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Uh, well, our names are Cynthia and Ben, uh, but professionally, we run a company called Chalk and Brush. We do all sorts of commercial art, ranging from murals to traditional sign painting to graphic design um, for businesses of like all shapes and sizes. Originally, it started out just being us two in our apartment, just sort of getting through projects as we could. Mm -hmm. But now we have a handful of employees, a little shop, um, and we're working with some pretty cool brands. Very cool. And how long have you been running Chalk and Brush for? Technically, since 2013, officially incorporated around 2015. Gotcha. So what do you what do you want to call the official start date? Is it the incorporation or is it when you really get going? I think it's when we got yeah. going. We've been yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Then. 
We've, we've been uh, foot on the gas since 2013, so I mean, I think 2013 is a yeah, yeah, is a good no, a good date to go with. We awesome. Are... Okay, so first project, what was it? The first project was I it was a chalkboard for a little bagel shop in uh, in Brickell, which is like the business cent- uh, section of Miami. Yeah. And I had never done any lettering, any professional graphic design, any chalk work at all. But I just sort of lied and said I could do it. I winged it. <laughs> it's still up there today. It gives yeah. me actual nausea. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at it and are you like? Fix everything. Yeah, yeah. You critique it now. Oh my god! I want to just go back there. I didn't use a level, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said you lied. It's fine. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so before chalk and brush, what were you guys doing, Ben? I'll start with you. What were you doing before chalk and brush? So I actually was a pediatric emergency room trauma nurse for 15 years. Right uh, on. Between you know a few of the major uh, pediatric facilities down in Miami. Um, so I did that. I did some clinical education and um, some trauma uh, research and teaching. So you have seen some stuff. I have. Oh, my I have, goodness. I have. Perfect. We'll save those stories for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Good one, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's an ER, so everything involves butts. Everything. Everything does. Uh, Cynthia, what about you? What were you doing before Chalk and Brush? I was a fashion designer. I have a bachelor's in fashion design. I worked in the field for four years. I designed lots of textiles and went to New York a couple of times for shows. Uh, mm-hmm. It was really fun. Okay. I got I to gotta break this down then because <laughs> yeah. we've got a wonderful couple here who have this amazing mural, mural and commercial art business. And you seem to have come from completely different backgrounds. Yeah. So I want to break this down a little bit. Ben, I'm going to start with you here. What was your childhood like? What what do you think pointed you into the creative career path? And was there somebody around you that was involved in art? Uh, so I grew up pretty much on the streets. I'm a street kid. So yeah. I grew up, you know, graffiti was always kind of my base. Um, yeah. Everybody I knew did graffiti. Um, so I kind of came up in that, you know, in Miami in the 80s, which was uh, like the second wave of graffiti in Miami. That was the kind of the wave that I was in. Um so I, you know, letter structure and, and color, things like that is, is kind of what I grew up with. But once I, you know, went to college and, and you know, was living in as an adult, and I had it been many, many years since I had done any sort of lettering or graffiti. Uh, so when I kind of jumped into this with sin, it was like, you know, day one learning from, from scratch. Got it. So you didn't really, other than seeing graffiti out there, you didn't have any member of your family who was involved in a creative industry or art or anything to encourage you in that direction? No, nothing at all. Gotcha. So did you draw a lot as a kid as well? Or is it just what you saw and you kind of turned into I, this? I didn't. It was it was a lot of it was a lot of graffiti in the sense of, you know, uh, doodling in, in notebooks and, and um, you know, spray painting everything that I could spray paint essentially as you know, when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of somebody who sort of, sort of gave me a creative direction, I had none. I had none. It was it was essentially me running around with kids who were about two years older than me. And me just trying to keep up with them and learn from them and, and you know, figure it out. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Um, Cynthia, I'm going to turn this one over to you now. Childhood story. What was that like? Like, did you, did you feel you had a creative childhood and had some influences <laughs> pointing you in this direction? Yeah, definitely. Total opposite. So I grew up in Cuba, um, but my father was an artist and a sculptor and a writer. Awesome. Uh, he moved to Mexico when I was four, so I didn't grow up with him. 
but it was something that I just kept doing that I, that I knew kept me close to him. I would always mail him drawings and and stuff like that. So I, I always knew I wanted to do something creative, um, but was always talked out of visual arts or fine arts because it just wasn't like a, it wasn't a job. It wasn't a career. So that's why I went into fashion. Mm-hmm. So then fashion based on, feedback from family and friends you got into fashion then and pursued that for a number of years yeah I figured you know I like drawing I like designing uh, I already had been messing around with like photoshop and stuff like that since mm-hmm. I was a teenager so I knew that I would get to continue to do those things but it seemed a little more structured I mean mm-hmm. now I, I understand that decision made me a little definitely backwards but at the time it's just what made sense to me and so gotcha. yeah. So your partner's in the business, your partner's in life. Um, when when did this all come together? What the heck kicked this off? It just like, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah it, it definitely, you know, when people say it happened organically, this literally did happen organically. Essentially, the way it started was, as Cynthia was saying, she was kind of doing some freelance work, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of chalk work, essentially, uh, chalkboards. <clears throat> I was working full-time as a nurse, and... Um, it got to the point where she had several clients that hadn't paid her. So she asked me to step in and help, you know, <laughs> come, come play collections for me for a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so she gave me a list. I went and collected. And, you know, once I collected that money, she essentially said, this is what you do now. <laughs> so from, 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 that, yeah, from that point forward, I sort of handled the business end of it. You know, we discuss everything that goes on business wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but really we, we kind of tried to, you know, in a way compartmentalize, where she could just really focus on her design and, and the artwork, and I would focus on the client contact from the business standpoint. I mean, she has direct client contact for the designing, but in terms of the, the logistics and the, the finance and things like that, that's, that's my world. And you're no longer a nurse now, right? So I keep all my certifications current, so I am, yep. I am, still, I am still a nurse, but I haven't practiced in about three years. Got it. So then at what point after you get the call to come do some collections for Cynthia, do you leave your job? And like, so what I'm looking for here is, and if you're not comfortable talking about it, that's totally cool. But but the the financials, like we have bills to pay, we have mortgages to pay, you know, you're for Cynthia, you're freelancing, you're getting things going, you're getting things started. Was this like a knockout success right from the start where you're like, bro, you got to come join me here. No, (laughs) To backtrack a little, so I, I was working in fashion, I, I lost that job. So mm-hmm. I had become pretty much completely broke and was freelancing here and there with other designers when I when I first got that first uh, chalk job. Okay. I got that chalk job because while working in fashion, I convinced my boss to let me paint a mural outside of our studio. While I was painting, some dudes happened to walk by who owned a design company for a restaurant. Those were the same guys the week after I lost my job that called me and asked me if I wanted to do a chalkboard. So cool. A couple of weeks later when I met Ben, so we had just basically (laughs) just met and started dating when the the collections and all of this started. Um, I basically had no money to my name. Um, We had just met each other realistically. We were a couple weeks, maybe months into our relationship. And the jobs just kept coming in. So for a while, I was still freelancing in fashion. I was trying to hold on to to the thing I had a degree in. Mm -hmm. Um, And little by little, we started to notice like, hey, there there could really be something here. Like these jobs are getting bigger. They're not stopping. Um, So 
the first transition that we made was he would bunch all of his days together. So he would work as a nurse eight days in a row, six, eight. Six on, eight off. Okay. So minimum for, for nurses, you work three days a week, three twelves a week. Yeah. So what I would do is I would do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's one week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that's the next week. So six days together, and then we have a run of eight days off. So what we did was we did that for three years. So for three years, we worked seven days a week. I'd work six shifts as a nurse in the ER, and then we'd paint for eight days. And we did that, you know, again, for a solid three years uh, before we got to the point where yeah. it was. It started affecting my six days on shift really started affecting our ability to yeah. take on work. So because then it just, like, flipped where yeah. we realized, like, we're, we are now making more through our murals and through our work than you are as a nurse. And it was very scary and it was very chaotic for, for a little bit when we made that transition, but it, it happened by itself. We didn't force it. We didn't make a huge investment. We just, we just took a chance. Through it. We just yeah. took a chance. I mean, it essentially it was, uh, you know, nurses are always, will always have a job, you know, especially with my, with my background and my, and my, um, expertise in, mm -hmm. in special. So it was kind of one of these things where, you know, it was like, we got to try it. So knowing that worst case scenario, I can always go back to nursing. I always have a solid career to fall back on. Um, you know, we got to that point where we had the conversation, um, and I put in my two weeks notice or four weeks notice, whatever it was. And that was it. At that point we were both feet in. And what I can say is the moment that happened, once I was both feet in the business absolutely exploded. Yeah. We could have done it. We should have done it sooner, but it still worked out for the best. That's incredible. See, those are the gems that I'm after. You know, the broke story, the challenge, the risk, the the fear. I love all of that stuff because that is, it's motivating. It's exciting to hear. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, I mean, from in the beginning, you know, when, when Sin is talking about when we first started dating and, and, you know, we were living together, you know, money was non-existent. I mean, even though with my, my salary as a nurse was really good. But, you know, you have life bills, you know, you have, you know, mortgage and car payments and we've got a, we've got a child, uh, mm -hmm. their medical bills and things like that. So, you know, even though you're making good money, I mean, it's still really tough. So, you know, we realized that, you know, we were, the money we were making from, from the business was starting to grow. But we also realized at the same time that we were missing out on quite a few opportunities because a lot of them were falling in days that I was working on shift mm -hmm. or they were out of town jobs where we'd have to go out of town, you know, for a week in this date range and that date range when it was when I was on shift. So we would lose out on those mm -hmm. on those jobs. So it was all of these sort of things that came together that had us or helped us make this decision of it's time to. And even then, like every just like purchasing a ladder was terrifying. Yeah. Every <laughs> yeah. investment that we made, yeah. we were like, "Whoa, that like, was, are we really doing this?" Our first ladder, we yeah. still have our first we still, ladder, and that was the first for us like big purchase for the business was like a hundred dollar ladder, and, and we that were was like, "Oh wow. my, yeah." yeah. I love that. I love hearing that the hundred dollar ladder. And you know, so, do you have it like engraved, or do you like make date right? writing dates we, we on painted, it or things like yeah, that yeah. We, we painted it black we lettered it it's got stickers graffiti stickers all over it all of our friends we still, have yeah it. we still have it um and it's funny because you know in, in getting ready for this podcast and, and kind of going back through our instagram and looking at all of their jobs we went back and found the very first starbucks job that we ever did um in central florida and in that photo is the, the piece of art that we did that black ladder and our sort of gearbox that we had was a orange uh, purse, bag, big, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that she had like graffiti her name on, and that was our essentially like our toolkit. All you know? of our gear fit into like a, a bowling bag, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. 
Uh, so Ben, at what point did you start getting into the creative side? Um, so as we kind of moved through the business and the job started getting larger and larger, um, I would go with sin just because I, I pick up stuff very, very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things like driving lifts and stuff like that. Uh, I would kind of come along cause a lot of these jobs, oh, we have a lift that somebody needs to drive. So I just would show up and figure it out. Um, once we started getting into some of the larger lettering pieces is when I started jumping in because I, I felt a little more comfortable at a huge scale versus a small scale. Mm-hmm. So on these bigger lettering jobs, I would jump in and, and everything that I know about lettering, everything that I've learned is from Cynthia. She literally taught herself and then taught me <laughs> how to do this. Awesome. Yeah, but now he handles most of, well, not anymore, but most of our big lettering murals have been yeah. painted by him alone. There you go. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, that's so cool how you divide the creative work and you know, despite having completely different backgrounds and coming from I mean, you know, different areas of expertise. Um, I love hearing that. So Cynthia, I want to ask you now, what do you think has been the most influential design of your life so far? Something that you saw and just has stuck with you? Like somebody else's design? Yeah. Well, okay, so in Cuba, there's this magazine called Carteles. Okay. Um, billboards is what it translates to. And it's definitely, I don't know if it's in production anymore, but it was huge in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way through the 80s. And it's all different Cuban illustrators. And some of them are very like Art Deco. Some of them are, they're all just different illustration styles. And I, I always loved those growing up. I love them now. Um, and I think illustration and just sort of, Fun and whimsy is always um, like a big pillar for me when it comes to design. So that was a huge influence for me and still is. The magazine. So you saw that throughout your childhood, throughout your younger years then? Yeah. And my, my dad, since I told you he was an artist, every time I would send him something, he would be like, oh, like this reminds me of, of, of an issue of Carteles. You could totally be. So when I was little, that was like an aspiration <laughs> growing up. Like, wow, my, my illustrations could really be good enough to be in this. Cuban That's magazine. so cool. It'd be great to hear, just find out if that magazine's still in publication. I don't know if it is, but you can definitely find a lot of it uh, if you Google it. It's a lot of people have scanned them. They're online. Awesome. How do I spell that? Carteles, C-A-R-T-E-L-E-S. Awesome. Ben, what about you, man? With a completely different background, what creatively stands out for you that you feel that influenced your your creativity early on? Um, I would say, you know, in addition to, you know, major artists, you know, people like Dali, who's, you know, whose art for me is, is incredible. Um, there is a, a graffiti artist out of uh, L.A. who is very well known, still paints to this day. And his work, everything that he does, just I'm blown away by. Um, his name is Kalen Ackerman, and he goes by Mir. Okay. Uh, and we actually own quite, you know, quite a few of his pieces uh, that we've purchased over the years. Um, tends to be very political, uh, but just the, the way he layers, the way that he is able to communicate these these heavily political movements and, and issues through art is always it, it just blows my mind. Like every piece that he does, uh, you know, has some level of depth that is beyond my understanding. Very so it's just yeah. It, so it's just like it's it's really you know seeing this and seeing what what is possible, and he does everything with spray paint cans. So to see what's possible with, with spray paint cans in that realm just it definitely pushes me forward in terms of what we could possibly do. Mm-hmm. So the I love the mixture of 
art illustration and and you know political movements and political messages and i was first turned on to this by a a podcast called 99% invisible I'm not sure if you've heard of it but it's an incredible podcast um and they did an episode on the i believe it was the olympics in mexico in 88 and all of the political movements around that and, you know, whatever creative was made for the Olympics, you know, this Olympic, the brand for this Olympics, how that was turned by artists at the time and by um, people protesting at the time into, um, I, I want to say street art, but I, I don't know that if that's super accurate, but how they, the artwork turned for the Olympics was turned into some more protest work um, and messaging work. And that was really fascinating to me and really opened my eyes to what is possible. And since then, I've noticed amazing artists doing lots of things like that. So I, I can see where you're coming from with that one. Super cool. So Ben and Cynthia, who are some of the designers and brands that you look up to and closely follow now? Well, so I would say from from a lettering perspective, um, there's two major uh, sort of design houses, if you want to call them that, uh, that we we follow closely. One is out of New York called Colossal Media, mm-hmm. and they're incredibly well known. I mean, for the the scale of work they do, the 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 complexity of work they do is is absolutely astounding, and they're doing this on you know thirty forty story buildings. And their studio is amazing. Yeah. Oh. So that them, and then we have there's a there's another house out of uh, Chicago called Rightway Signs, mm-hmm. which is led by a uh, by a gentleman named Chet, who's a you know older guy, been sign painting fifty years, but he essentially turned a sign painting business into a. a a signed company that does, you know, they were just written up in Forbes, I think last year, and they're doing about two or 3 million a year in revenue. Wow. So to that somebody who learned how to letter with a brush, turned painting a sign into a company that that's that big. Yeah. I mean, that's really kind of our, it, it, it tells us that it's possible that this isn't something we're doing something that, you know, has been done before. We're doing definitely doing it differently, but we understand that this is something you don't have to be a, a, a broke, starving artist for. Like you can actually make a career out of this, and you know, and, and then in turn, beyond creating just cool art pieces, give back, in which we do a lot of charity work. And that's really what our goal is with the business is to get it to the point that Cynthia and I can really just focus on the the charity work that that we want to do. What I love about that though is that you're building it. You mentioned that you're doing it differently, Correct. but by differently, you're doing it your way. Correct. Sure. Absolutely. And that allows you to really easily be true to it and it come more naturally rather than trying to force some business direction that just doesn't feel right. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, now, I'm I'm going to gamble a little bit on this question because you have a bit of a different background than some of my other guests, but I want to talk a little bit about print and packaging. Okay. And I want to ask you if you or how you're using print and packaging design in your career, if you are, and any stories around that that you might have, whether that's um, an interaction with a printed piece that you've had that you enjoyed or something that you've created. Uh, well, right now I'm actually in the process of creating my very first beer label. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. A local brewery, Beza Sir, that we do. Um, actually all their signage, all of their chalk menus, all of their just uh, physical design for. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're releasing these limited edition beers and for each beer they paired up with a different artist. So I'm designing the label for, um, it's called, do you speak Spanish? Uh, 
a little bit to so como manzanas Oh, okay. So, <laughs> See, very little. What I've learned from Duolingo so far, that's it. <laughs> so the beer's called Tremenda Rojo Mango, which means what a clusterfuck. I... <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so they reached out to me because a lot of times my illustrations uh, consist of just like a lot of different little things. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a cluster. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm right now in the process right here in the hotel room of finishing up that design and then getting it ready for print. I have not seen it yet, so it'll be very exciting when I do. Um, that might be my only interaction so far, aside from designing lots of like vinyl wraps and stuff like that for windows. I would say the only other thing, um, in terms of, you know, art that we've created that has become printed, Mm -hmm. uh, we, for just for art, this art Basel that just passed down here in Miami, um, are one of our biggest clients, which is Starbucks asked us to do one of their premier locations um, on South Beach. So the piece of art that we created for, or that Cynthia created for that location, the designers were so overwhelmed by it that for the opening for the Art Basel show that we did for them, they actually printed that piece on canvases and had Sin signing them yeah. at the at the event. And the piece itself is a collage, so a lot of the foliage in the piece was printed, but again, it's not necessarily packaging design. Mm -hmm. No, what I love about that, and I want to ask you this question here, Cynthia. So Mm -hmm. going from your traditional large format, usually medium, signage and things like that to a beer label, what have you, what have you learned in that process? What's different about it? Um, Well, since I started working in fashion and originally was a a textile designer, Mm -hmm. I am used to the idea of seeing something go from screen to real life and how the scale totally changes and things are totally different. Um, so it wasn't, it hasn't been that difficult. It's actually been difficult to go big because a lot of times we design stuff still on our computers and iPads mm-hmm. just like you guys do. And once you see it on a big wall, you're like, that's a butt ton of negative space. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe a little too much. Um, so I think that's actually the harder transition is going from something that looks good eight by 10 in your hands, but when it's gigantic on a building, um, maybe could have been a little more detailed. Great point. So definitely more challenging to go the opposite direction, going yep. from smaller format to larger. Oh, yeah. Got it. it. Okay, guys, I'm sorry to do this, but I have to ask some questions now about the struggles, about some of the challenging times that you've both experienced through your career. Okay. Um, but I'll turn it around and we'll end in a happy place, I promise. No worries. So if it's the same answer, feel free to both speak on it. Um, just if it's a different answer, I'm going to start with you, Cynthia. What has been the most challenging period of time in your design or creative career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? So I think the most challenging time was uh, maybe a year. All right. All right. You bet I'm going to stop it right there and leave you hang until tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this interview with Cynthia and Ben from Chalk and Brush. Tomorrow, part two goes up. That's where we talk about the struggles, the lessons learned, the nitty gritty tough times. Love it. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.